the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I have a theory. Trust me, uh, it doesn't take a genius to come up with it, but it's the one I'm going with. Uh, The Democrats see the economy. They see the low unemployment, uh, the fact that we're not in a war. And they see that I mean, they should see that Donald Trump is about um, where Obama was in the Rasmussen poll at this point in his first term. And they know what it looks like this for an incumbent. The incumbent wins. And they've decided, and I mean in a specifically planned strategy, they've decided that they have to make Donald Trump an unelectable, evil racist. And it's more important to do that because they see that he's getting a little too much support from black voters. There might be a little bit of a movement going on, and they know that if Trump were to get a 10% increase in the black vote, they'd probably have no chance. So it's all about white supremacy and racism. And here's a little sample from Joe Biden's speech in Orlando today. No president has ever led by fear. Not Lincoln, not Roosevelt, not Kennedy, not Reagan. This president is more like George Wallace than George Washington. <laughs> yep, uh, and Tucker Carlson talked about it last night on his show. Um, that's uh, here he is on white supremacy. The whole thing is a lie. If you were to assemble a list, a hierarchy of concerns or problems this country faces, where would white supremacy be on the list? Right up there with Russia, probably. It's actually not a real problem in America. The combined membership of every white supremacist organization in this country would be able to fit inside a college football stadium? I mean, seriously. This is a country where the average person is getting poorer, where the suicide rate is spiking. White supremacy, that's the problem. This is a hoax. Just like the Russia hoax. It's a conspiracy theory used to divide the country and keep a hold on power. That's exactly what's going on. In a minute, I'm going to tell you about a column written by a media critic for the Washington Post. Um, and I tried to get her on the show today. She wasn't available. She ripped Carlson and got just about everything wrong, which isn't shocking. But Carlson brought Victor Davis Hanson, Hanson, I should say, of the Hoover Institution on, a guy who always nails it, by the way. And here he is on white supremacy. We are the most racially intermarried, assimilated, integrated country in the world, Exactly. You and I couldn't go to China and say we're Chinese because we don't look Chinese. The Mexican Constitution has had uh, an element in it that said it was immigration had to preserve its racial essence. So what is this all about? And uh, Elizabeth Warren did not fake a Finnish identity. She didn't say, I want to be the first Finnish uh, professor at Harvard. And Beto O'Rourke <laughs> didn't say, my name is Fritz. I'm Fritz O'Rourke because I want to take advantage of all this white privilege. It's become an identity policy for wealthy people in the media, politics, and academia that once you say that you're virtuous and you're spotting racists under every bed and he has supremacy and he has privilege, and then you're, you can say almost anything. And look, look what's, what's happened to the presidential race. We have Cory Booker, who just last week threatened to beat up the President of the United States. We had Biden, who said he wanted to beat up the President of the United States. We had Elizabeth Warren, who's, uh, who's said all sorts of things. And we had uh, Kamala Harris say that she wanted to get out of an elevator without a live Donald Trump in it. He wa- she wanted him dead. As, as angry as people got with Barack Obama's health care and all of that rhetoric, typical white person, get in your faces, uh, punish your enemies, take a gun. I don't remember any mainstream Republican candidate, not one, not a Romney, not a McCain, not anybody, a Mitch McConnell saying, I'd like to beat up the president of the United States. Now, of course, Biden today also made references to the Ku Klux Klan. I saw somewhere the other day that he, um, he, he said that we are back to the days of, we're getting back to the days of when thousands of Ku Klux Klan uh, members marched through the streets. That's where he, he says that we are now. Because Donald Trump is president. So you heard what uh, Tucker Carlson said there about white supremacy. And uh, all over the Internet today, 
he's being trashed for saying that white supremacy is a hoax. And he did say it's a hoax, but he didn't say white supremacy is a hoax, which is what people are accusing him of saying, of course. He said that saying that white supremacy is a major problem in the United States that we really have to worry about is a hoax. And he said that you couldn't fit uh, you could fit everybody who belongs to a white supremacy group into a college football stadium. And so he says he's not denying that it exists and saying that it never did exist and that the concept of white supremacy is a hoax. He's saying that as a major problem for the country right now and it being portrayed as such is a hoax. So this is what she writes. In his ongoing and remarkably successful quest to be the worst of the Fox News nighttime hosts, Tucker Carlson hit a new low on his Tuesday show. So uh, the fact that she calls him the worst means that he's the best. So white supremacy, he claimed, isn't a real problem in America. This is a hoax, just like the Russian hoax. It's a conspiracy theory used to divide the country and keep a hold on power. And she writes... Let aside for a moment, let's set aside for a moment the truth that the Russian attacks on America's voting integrity to help Donald Trump become president are anything but a hoax. He said that the when he refers to the hoax, the Russian hoax, he's referring to the Democrat hoax, which says that there was collusion and conspiracy. That's the hoax he's talking about, not the hoax that the, this, this woman gets everything wrong in this piece. And Carlson insisted he has empirical evidence. He says, I've lived here 50 years and I've never met anybody, not one person who ascribes to white supremacy. I don't know a single person who thinks that's a good idea. Neither do I. I don't know one person, okay? I've been here longer than, than uh, he has. Uh, so he, she says maybe his uh, sample size is a bit flawed. Anyway, Carlson is wrong. Here's the dictionary definition of white supremacy. The belief that white people are superior to people of other races and therefore should be dominant over them. Now, listen, I'm going to read that again. I hope I have time. She says, it's, uh, uh, here's the defi- definition of white supremacy. The belief that white people are superior to people of other races and therefore should be dominant over them. And here's an example of how out of their minds there are. This is what she writes. It's undeniably one of the core tenets of the opinion mongers at Fox News. Undeniably that they believe white people are superior to other races and of some portion of a supposedly straight news coverage. This is, what she, this is where she goes with this. That it's undeniably true that one of the core tenets of the opinion mongers at Fox News is, that, uh, is the belief that white people are superior to people of other races and therefore should be dominant over them. This is what we're this is where it's gone. And it's she says this with a straight face. She's writing it, but she's saying it with a straight face. And she says uh, uh um she goes on to say that uh they talked about the attention to the caravan of migrants moving toward the United States and how abruptly that coverage faded after it was no longer useful as a Republican talking point in the 2018 midterms. Uh these are the same people who said that Donald Trump was drumming up fear over a crisis that didn't exist. And now uh, she's, they, they think it's a terrible crisis, that it's his fault. But, he's, but something's wrong with uh, Tucker Carlson for having referred to it as a caravan or an invasion. And she uses the word immigrants when she talks about invasion and not illegal immigrants. She's nuts. We come back, a young black conservative from Turning Point USA on white supremacy. Stick around. Recent storms have done a number on Pittsburgh homes and businesses. This is John Steigerwald. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsoruspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off at windowsoruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsoruspittsburgh.com. Windows R Us. 
proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. A couple of weeks ago, we had Rocky Blyer here to talk about his work with Miracle League in Moon Township. Fields for athletes with special needs. Jim Leland, the Pirates' former manager, is also involved in that project. Jim, thanks for being here. Great to be here, John. Great to talk to you. Tell me about the Miracle League of Moon Township. It's just a great thing for these kids, and it's a wonderful opportunity for people to participate. Some people are a little less fortunate than others, and I think it's just a great opportunity for people to volunteer and to help out and put a smile on somebody's face. I've seen the field that they put out in Upper St. Clair. It's amazing. Oh, it's unbelievable. The way they construct these things, they have the ramps and everything for the kids. It takes a little stress off the parents. I think it's what Pittsburgh's all about. It's just a great thing. It'll serve Montour, West Allegheny, Moon, Swickley, Weirton, Steubenville, Beaver County, and surrounding communities. Approximately 100 to 200 children will be eligible to participate, and it'll also serve adults with special needs. So it's a great cause. And if you'd like to see how you can help, maybe donate some money, check it out at miraclesinmoon.org. Miraclesinmoon.org. We'll be right back. It's a staggering statistic. One in eight women will develop invasive breast cancer during her life. New technology has revolutionized breast cancer treatment, giving women more treatment options than ever before. Dr. Charla Gail Patterson, breast surgeon. Many women choose to have breast conserving surgery, also known as a lumpectomy, but this can impact the cosmetic appearance of the breast. Newer oncoplastic surgery techniques minimize dimpling or other cosmetic changes to a woman's breast, helping her to look and feel like herself. A new medical device called Biosorb helps minimize dimpling of the breast after doctors remove the cancerous lump, maintaining the natural shape of the breast. Biosorb also helps with radiation targeting. Think of it as a GPS for breast cancer, helping radiation oncologists better target treatments to minimize the impact on the surrounding healthy tissue. It's also important for follow-up mammograms because the marker can help identify the site of the previous cancer, aiding with future imaging or medical procedures. For more information, visit mybiosorb.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So Joe Biden compared Donald Trump to George Wallace today, a Democrat, by the way, and a guy who stood on the steps of a segregated public school in Alabama and said, segregation now and segregation forever. That's who he compared him to. So they've officially jumped the shark on this, and I think they know it. Rob Smith is a contributor to Turning Point USA. It's a website for young conservatives, and he joins us now. Rob, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So I saw a video you posted a few days ago, um, shot in Baltimore. Pretty powerful stuff. A a young black guy in Baltimore uh, saying you agreed with Trump's attacks on the people who have been running that city. What kind of reaction did the video get? I mean, the the video has actually completely exploded. It's gotten a lot of positive reaction. I mean, for me, you know, this is not about attacking the, the people of Baltimore. It's not attacking the city itself. It's attacking the leaders and wanting to hold these leaders and elected officials accountable. And the response that I've seen from the video is that people understand that and they get that. And there are other people who've gone out and talked to citizens of Baltimore, and they're upset as well. They are upset that that they're being failed by their leadership who wants to play partisan games in, in Washington and on cable news and not really focus on the issues that are going on in their backyard. And it seems to me that by focusing on what they perceive to be racist comments from Donald Trump, the people who um, are who need help are being helped less by the people who are trying to help them because they're focusing on something that, well, they, they think exists, but they're not focusing on what matters, which is that is Trump right or not? And what are you going to do about it? So they're actually doing well, a disservice. 
Yeah, that's the whole thing. And it's really funny that how, you know, nobody on the left after this whole thing happened, nobody on the left said, well, you know, maybe our policies are to blame. Maybe this is what we could be doing. The only thing that they could say was the president is racist, was that Donald Trump is racist. And they would literally wrap their arms around the rats um, and the trash and the failing schools and everything like that just to prove a point. And, and that, to me, is the saddest thing uh, about the entire situation. I was actually on a show called Deep Dive on Fox Nation just today. Um, in, in the panel, we were talking about this, these issues. I was talking uh, with Robert uh, Ehrlich, who was the mayor of um, the governor, excuse me, of Maryland. Uh-huh. Um, and he was talking about these issues, and he was talking about how much pushback he got from the Democratic elected officials when he tried to do things like reform the school system, when he tried to do things that would actually benefit the citizens. And it's actually deeply sad that they have been failed so much by their leadership, like Elijah Cummings, who wants to play partisan games, who wants to, you know, advocate for, you know, they'll cry tears about child separation at the border and, and, and free this and free that for illegal immigrants. But you have Americans, both black and white, in Baltimore that are not being addressed, that are not being taken care of. And that, for me, is the saddest thing about this entire situation. And I have a uh, theory uh, on that. I'd like to get to in a minute. But first, uh, Joe Biden just might still be speaking now. Uh, He was doing a speech talking about the return of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, He said Donald Trump is more like George Wallace than George Washington. And you say in your piece here for Fox News that I have, uh, for foxnews.com, that uh, President Trump isn't a racist. Now, why aren't you buying what the Democrats are selling? I don't buy the racist stuff, number one, because Democrats have sold um, Republicans as racist as a way to control the minds of African Americans for decades at this point. Um, And I'm not buying it because you have Donald Trump before this man ascended to the presidency, was literally given um, given awards by the NAACP, was around rappers, actors, welfare athletes, black, whatever, for decades and decades. And all of a sudden, as soon as he came down that escalator, oh, it, it, he's a racist. And the, some, this is something that the left does. What they do is they want to try to attract black Americans with emotion. And they know that if they talk to black Americans and they say the Republicans are racist, Donald Trump is racist, then people will react with emotion. This is the game that the left plays. I don't believe it. I was in the White House with 400 um, young black leaders from all across the country just last fall with with the Turning Point USA Young Black Leadership Summit. These people love the president. The president loved them. Um, there was a feeling of electricity in the air. And, and what I'm seeing with all of the, the media misreporting and the misrepresentations of all the, ra- all the racist stuff is I'm seeing a 2016 Hillary Clinton campaign strategy literally on steroids. The, the, the 2016 campaign strategy from the Democrats were we need to paint Donald Trump as a racist to get people to vote for us. It did not work. So instead of, as a party, instead of, as a party for the Democrats to actually have a come to Jesus moment and say, okay, maybe what we did did not work. They are tripling down on this leading into 2020. It is getting nastier and nastier and uglier and uglier. That's my, you just stole my theory. Yeah. I was just going to, I just was going to ask you about that because that's exactly what I think it is. And I wanted to ask you that, that, um, you know, the, the economy's doing well, black unemployment is low. Um, there, we're not in a war, um, and when and he's an incumbent, and when that those things are in place, you don't lose. So uh, it's right. I, I have a theory to, to maybe expound a little bit on what you just said. I don't think it's just happening. I think it's orchestrated, and I think it's a plan and a major game plan where they've gotten together, maybe not in one room and said it, but they've they've made a they've made an agreement that look, we're only the only way we beat this guy is by attacking his personality. And the, yeah. there's plenty of things that, that we can attack him on personality-wise, but the number one thing is he's a racist. And if, and if we lose, I don't know if you know the numbers on this, but if you lose, if we lose 10% of the black vote, we lose. We can't let black votes go away, and I think they see him they slipping can. away. Democrats cannot win national elections without 90% of the black vote, okay? And, and, and this is 90-plus percent. One of the major reasons that they lost in 2016 is that Hillary Clinton was an awful candidate that was unexciting 
and their core base of black voters didn't show up for Hillary Clinton. So they, number one, I mean, I don't know who's going to be the nominee on the left. I have a theory that it's Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And so they're doubling down on this, this stoking of racial fear among black Americans, period. Um, and they're counting on that to get black people out to the polls to vote in the way that they want black people to vote, which is for the left. There are a couple of signs that black Americans are waking up to this. I mean, God, the existence of somebody like me, the existence of somebody like Candace Owens. But And I bring this up all the time, and not a lot of people realize this. There was a governor's race, uh, Ron DeSantis and Andrew Gillum in Florida. Yep. Now, Gillum obviously lost. Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida. And he won black women. Um, excuse me, not he didn't win black women, but he got 18% of the black female vote. And for a, a Republican candidate to get 18% of the black female vote is huge. Mm-hmm. And why? School choice. So I think that going into 2020, Republicans need to find these these issues that black Americans will connect to. I mean, look, you know, saying uh, black unemployment is low is amazing. Employment is low in general, right? right. Um, but when you speak to things like the First Step Act, which literally is, is the most comprehensive criminal justice reform in a generation that just released 2,200 prisoners, 91% of which were black. You know, that is something that this administration was able to get done when eight years of Obama couldn't do that. And the, the thing about it is, is that facts do not bear um, that Donald Trump is a racist talk, right? The facts don't bear it. So they will never speak to facts. They will only speak to emotion. But I think that lots of Americans of all different colors are, are waking up to these tactics. I hope so. I, I'm finishing up here with uh, Rob Smith. He's a contributor at Turning Point USA and at Fox News. Um, I, I'm always, I always hesitate, Rob, when I'm talking to a black guy uh, to ask one of those what do black people think questions <laughs> as if there's a, yeah. a monolithic answer or a thought out there. But, but I, still, I am curious about, uh, because I wouldn't be able to relate to this in any way, being an old white guy, but I, I'm curious about what kind of reaction you get from your black friends and your family uh, who may still be loyal to Democrats or have been convinced that Trump is a racist. Well, here's the thing. Um, the result, I didn't get a lot of pushback from my family. Number one, um, you, you know, I get really sad when I hear stories about people whose family or, or friends have really disowned them for being Republicans or Trump right. supporters or whatever. I didn't get disowned by any of my family. I did lose a lot of a lot of uh, peripheral friends when I came out as conservative. I didn't really lose any real friends. And so this is what I say. I always gauge um, the reaction and how people are really feeling, not in the studio at Fox News or, or not anything like that, but when I'm out there traveling. This is, and I'm going to tell you a true story. Within five minutes of me getting off the train in Baltimore, a guy, a mid-30s black guy, comes up to me and says, you know what, I don't really agree with everything that you say, but I'm so glad that there's somebody out there saying it. Mm-hmm. When I was in Phoenix for work last week, young black man, 17 years old, and his grandfather came up to me. You're from the Vice video. You're from all this. You know, the, the younger people know me from Instagram. The older people know me yeah. from Fox News. Right, right. You know, and so this is a young black man and his grandfather, and we're just having a conversation about grandfather's conservative. Grandson is not a Trump supporter by any means, but is kind of opening his eyes to the left tactics. You know, it's nothing but positivity and respect. Walking down the street in Washington, D.C., I was in D.C. for a Turning Point conference um, just a couple of weeks back. Um, a security guard just pulled me out and said, you know, I know you, you know, I know what you're doing. And he was like, I disagree with everything that you got to say, but you know what? I respect you for getting out there and saying it. That's so good. It, it, it's, yeah, I can't speak to what every single black person in America Why thinks. Why not, Rob? And I know that's Come on, that's, man. No, no, no. And I know that's not, that's not, <laughs> yeah, why not? And I know that's not what you were asking. I know. But I think that the sentiment from real people on the streets is that they are very eager to see a shift in the conversation. Just saying Republicans are racist is not enough anymore. Yeah, how about getting two sides, you know? Uh, I, 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 yeah, uh, be nice. Yeah, I appreciate it, Rob, but where can, we, where can people find you? Give me all the places you can be found. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Rob Smith Online. Okay, very good, man. I appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. All right, that's Rob Smith. We'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump has arrived in El Paso, Texas for the second of his visits to the communities hit hard by last weekend's shooting attacks. Earlier, he visited Dayton, Ohio, where Dayton Mayor Nam Whaley says President Trump and Ohio lawmakers heard from victims of Sunday's mass shooting, their families and first responders during his visit to a Dayton hospital. We reiterated to the president the importance of action uh, around these issues and guns and that the people of Dayton are waiting for action from Washington, D.C. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says his state must act in the wake of the El Paso murders. We need to also ensure that guns are not in the hands of deranged killers like the man who committed this heinous crime here in El Paso. And this is SRN News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-384-9393. That's 800-384-9393. 800-384-9393. She's listening all the time and getting smarter every day. When you want the conservative perspective on today's most pressing issues, Alexa has the answer. You just have to point her in the right direction by saying, Alexa, enable the answer Pittsburgh skill. Now, say, Alexa, play The Answer Pittsburgh to get your favorite conservative talk station without lifting a finger. Look, Ma, no hands. So, Alexa, what's your favorite station? That's easy. AM 1250, The Answer. Community Bank. City Mission. Number One Cochrane. Highmark Stadium. Peters Township Community Center. Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Homeowners love their Pella windows and doors, and we love how happy we made Susan from Sewickley. I just have to tell you, this bay window is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Can we install some happiness for you? Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call for your free consultation. We'll come to you. 888-78-PELLA. PellaPittsburgh.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Some heavy delays outbound on 28 Parkway North to approaching Route 8. That from an earlier crash. You're also tied up on the Parkway West. Stacking up inbound 79 down to the Fort Pitt Tunnel and on the Parkway East outbound. That's heavy Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. We're also seeing an accident. This is in Baldwin, Churchview Avenue at Glass Run. In the Strip District, shutting down Smallman between 14th and 16th. That's the look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
rather cloudy tonight with a low of 63. For tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sunshine. A shower gusty thunderstorm will be around for the afternoon, any which could be locally severe. High tomorrow, 80. Hardly cloudy tomorrow night, low 61. Then a nice day for Friday with some sunshine. Pleasantly warm, high Friday, 78 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. So, um, how about if we talk about stuff that doesn't matter? Are you a little tired of uh, guns and uh, white supremacy and stuff like that? Um, I'm talking about sports, um, and it it doesn't really matter when you come right down to it. Um, I, I covered sports and talked about it all my life. And I still love sports, still like to watch games, and I still like to talk about sports that and and, and things that don't matter. Who who's the best player here and who's the best player there and why should this guy be playing and that guy not be playing? I still like doing it. But this is a sports story that I think is interesting and um I I may have I may have uh pointed this out last year at this time, I don't remember. But I think it's really it's it's really interesting to me. I don't know if you know it or not. It's probably not a day that you have a mark to celebrate or to uh, even acknowledge. But 11 years ago tonight, Barry Bonds hit his 756th home run, which was one more than Henry Aaron, who at that point was the all-time home run leader. And I've always... I, I, I started talking about Barry Bonds using steroids way before uh, most people did. Probably in 95, 96, and it was 98, 99 when he went crazy. Uh, and, and, and what was 98 when uh, McGuire hit his 70, and that got Bonds to think that he should maybe jack up the, uh, the dosage on his steroids. Um, so I, 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 I saw the difference in his body from the time he left here when he looked like a baseball point guard to when he was in San Francisco with the Giants. He looked like a linebacker. And then he... He pretty much looked like a defensive end by the time his career was over, and his head got really big. His head actually, his cap size increased. So I know that played a huge part in his home runs, and if you don't care about that, that's fine. Um, but this is, a you know, the, the all-time home run leader in baseball history, that's kind of part of American culture, isn't it? You know, remember Babe Ruth? Uh, maybe you've heard of him. He was he was pretty uh, pretty important guy in American history and culture, and... Um, Mythology, or whatever you want to call it. Well, there's a guy named Michael Witt, W-I-T-T-E. He is a still he's 74 years old now, but he was a uh, an illustrator. He did he he drew illustrations, cartoons of baseball players and other things. But that was one of the things he did. And in doing that, he became very um, interested in mechanics of pitching and hitting in baseball. And believe it or not, he went from that. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I want you to see the kind of credibility he has when I tell you this story. This guy is now a consultant for, I believe, nine major league teams. And it's all about pitching and hitting mechanics. How to pitch. How to actually pitch and not get injured and how to hit and be a good hitter. It's mostly pitching. So I called him today, uh, this Michael Witt. I got a hold of him. And uh, you, you is on a website. He just answered his phone. He was something. Was home phone number. And he said, "I said uh, I'd like to get you on the radio." He said, "Ah, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not talking on the radio about this." I said, "Why?" He said, "Well, he said I have I have um, exclusivity agreements with uh, nine major league teams. I non disclosure. I cannot talk about what I do to help these teams out. So that's how important this guy is to these teams. They pay him to talk about hitting mechanics, pitching mechanics, and they." They make him sign a non-disclosure agreement so he won't share what he tells them with other teams. That should tell you how important the stuff is that, he, that they think it is anyway and how much credibility he has on this subject. So if you, uh, if you watch tonight on uh, some sports show somewhere, they're probably going to show Barry Bonds hitting the home run or maybe, you'll, maybe you want to go on YouTube and look at it. If you've forgotten, the gigantic elbow pad that Barry Bonds wore on his right arm, which gave him protection against a pitcher, um, which, which, which is what I always thought it was. I thought that gave him an advantage because it, was it wasn't just a little pad. It was like a, a football uh, protection pad. And they're not, I don't think they're allowed anymore. 
but he was able to get away with it. It was grandfathered in, and they, they outlawed him uh, after he was gone, but they didn't take it away from him. So I thought that I was pretty sure, I'm convinced actually, that that helped him because it allowed him to lean into pitches and uh, crowd the plate and not worry about getting hit there. And if he did get hit there, it didn't knock him out of the game, which meant, meant that he was able to play enough games to keep hitting home runs and set the record. So I thought that was a a, a factor, not as much of a factor as the steroids and the fact that his head uh, increased about six sizes. But anyway, this uh, Michael Witt, he says um, that... Um, Beyond the alleged steroid use, Barry Bonds is guilty of the use of something that confers extraordinarily unfair... This was written back in 2007, right after he set the home run record, the day after. Uh, he's, he's guilty of the use of something that confers extraordinarily unfair mechanical advantage, the armor that he wears on his right elbow. Mechanical advantage. And, and the, uh, the press frenzy over Bond's unnatural bulk, the true role of the object uh, or his right arm was simply, has simply gone unnoticed. This is what he said. This is, a, this is unfortunate because, by my estimate, Bond's front armor may have contributed no fewer than 75 to 100 home runs to his already steroid questionable total. Bond's had Henry Aaron's home run record. He broke it last night. That's what he says here. And currently... Uh, a he, this guy says I am a mechanics consultant to a major league baseball team. That was in uh, eleven years ago. He's now the consultant to nine teams. So whatever he's been saying, people are buying. And this is what he writes: For two years, sports writers remarked that his massive protective gear, uh, unequaled in all of baseball, permits Bonds to lean over the plate without fear of being hit by a pitch. That's what I just said. Thus situated, Bonds can handle the outside pitch where most pitchers live usually well. This is unfair advantage enough, but no longer controversial. However, it is only one of at least seven largely unexplored advantages conferred by the apparatus. So I'm going to read it to you. I think, I'm sorry if I bore you. This is really interesting to me because this is the guy. Imagine somebody writing this about Babe Ruth in 1928, you know, a year after he broke the record. Here it is after he hit his 60 home runs. The apparatus is hinged at the elbow. It is a literal hitting machine that allows Bonds to release his front arm on the same plane during every swing. It largely accounts for the seemingly magical consistency of every Bond stroke. And when I, I, I read this just last year, and, I, and, and as I read it, I pictured in my mind Bond's stroke, and it does look exactly the same all the time. Most good hitters does. Uh, most good hitters do have a consistent stroke. That's why they're good hitters. But anyway, he goes on. The apparatus locks at the elbow when the lead arm is fully elongated because of a small flap. Remember now, this is not just a, a, a something to protect his elbow from getting hurt. Listen to the description of this. The apparatus locks at the elbow when the lead arm is fully elongated because of a small flap at the top of the bottom section that fits into a groove in the bottom of the top section. Figure that out, but it's a, it's a, it's a mechanical device. The locked arm forms a rigid front arm fulcrum that allows extraordinarily, extraordinary, maximal, maximally efficient explosion of the levers of Bond's wrists. So this guy, I mean, he subtly studied this. Bond's hands are quicker than most of average hitters because of his mechanical, quote-unquote, assistant. So this is the guy who has the home run record. And nobody, this, this thing should have gotten much more attention than it did, if you ask me. When Bond swings, this is number three, when Bond swings, the weight of the apparatus helps to seal his inner upper arm to his torso at impact. Thus connected, he automatically hits the ball with the weight of his entire body, not just his arms. Now remember, we're talking about home runs. you got to hit the ball far to get a home run. Do you ever see how far some of those home runs uh, Bonds hit? The guy who used to look like a point guard, he got really big, and the, the bigness helped, but this is the... the um, also, the, the mechanical uh, advantage that he got. Thus connected, he says, he automatically hits the ball with the weight of his entire body, not just his arms, as average hitters extending tend to do. So an average hitter, picture a baseball swing, and the guy, you step into it, and you get your hips through, and your, your arms are extended, and that's it. He says his entire body weight is behind it. Now, remember, too, Bonds went from weighing about 165 or 70 to weighing about 210 or more. Bonds has performed less well in home... This is a really important point to me. Bonds has performed less well in home run derbies than one might expect because he has no excuse to wear a protector, in quotes, facing a batting practice pitcher. So 
He's just up there swinging, and he can't say, I need my elbow pad. As, as he tries, his front arm elbow tends to lift, and he swings under the ball, producing towering pop flies or top spin liners that stay in the park. When the apparatus is worn, its weight keeps his elbow down, and he drives the ball with backspin. See, this guy isn't fooling around. And that's a really that's a really important point there, that in home run derbies, you can't wear it. Bond, this is number five. Bonds enjoys quicker access to the inside pitch than average hitters because his quote-unquote assistant counterintuitively allows him to turn more rapidly. Everyone understands that skaters accelerate their spins by pulling their arms into their torsos closer to their axis of rotation. When Bonds is confronted with an inside pitch, and I can see him doing this. So can you, Aaron, I know. <laughs> uh, Aaron's in there looking at me like, what are you talking about? But she's interested. Uh, when Bonds is confronted with an inside pitch, he spins like a skater because his upper front arm is assistant sealed tightly against the side of his chest. I can see him making that swing. And he looked like he used such a short bat. And I always wondered, man, he, I always wondered about how he was able to get that kind of power with, with didn't look like he was extending his arms that much, but keeping his arms into his torso is what actually, because of the mechanical assistance, helps him hit the ball farther. At impact, Bonds, this is number six, at impact, Bonds has additional mass, mass, the weight of his assistant, not available to the average hitter. The combined weight of assistant and bat is probably equal to the weight of the lumber wielded by Babe Ruth, but with more manageable weight distribution. At the moment, Bond's apparatus enjoys grandfathered status. That's what I told you before. Remember, he's writing this in 2007. Similar devices are presently denied to average major leaguers who must present evidence of injury before receiving an exemption. Bonds has worn some sort of front arm protection since 1992. In 94, a one-piece forearm guard was replaced by a jointed two-piece elbow model. Again, why is it jointed? It's supposed to be protecting his arm, his elbow. Uh, in seven in in uh, nineteen in, I don't know what that says in ninety five it says it got bigger and got and a small cap on the elbow was replaced by a flap that overlapped the upper piece and locked the two pieces together when the arm was elongated in ninety six the apparatus grew even larger and so did the flap it seems to have remained relatively the same until interestingly. 2001, the year of the record 73 home runs, when an advanced model appeared made apparently of a new material. It has softer edges and a groove for the flap to slip into automatically at full arm elongation. More important, the upper half of the machine was sculpted to conform more comfortably to the contours of Bond's upper arm. Now remember, the description of what he just said there. This is supposed to be an elbow pad. You slip it on, it covers your elbow, and if you get by a pitch, you're not hurt. The description he just gave there of what, what he, how it, how it, um, morphed over several years to become this gigantic mechanical assistant. How come I'm the only person who's interested in this? I mean, I know you're definitely interested if you're listening right now, but I mean the only person in the sports media who seems to be. Uh, So more important, the upper half of the machine was sculpted to conform more comfortably to the contours of Bond's upper arm. Since 2001, the apparatus seems to have remained relatively unchanged. Several years back, baseball was rightfully scandalized by the revelation that Sammy Sosa had corked his bat. Remember that? He hit 66 home runs, and he hit hit over 60 twice. The advantages uh, conferred by the Bonds quote-unquote hitting machine, however, far exceed anything supplied by cork. Ultimately appears the Bonds' achievement, in quotes, must be regarded as partly the product of double duplicity, steroidal and mechanical. So there you go. Happy anniversary, Barry Bonds. We'll be right back. Miracle League of Moons, Mike McGullop joins us. Mike, how's the new field house coming? The building permit was issued. We have the majority of the earthwork done, and they should be pouring foundation pads in the restrooms over the next week or two. Those restrooms are really going to make a big difference for athletes and special needs, aren't they? The ability to be able to use a restroom has always been difficult. You see how little space there is or little accommodations are made for individuals with disabilities, but it's something that we can make a little bit easier for everybody. From the field house to the ball field to the playground, it's really going to be state-of-the-art. It'll be updated with ramping systems and different things so that individuals that have problems with their mobility will be able to get to the same spots that everyone else that easily can get to. And every dollar you give 
goes directly to the project. Our board is funding all the administrative costs, so any donation from anyone goes directly to the construction of the field. Let's make miracles happen. Give today at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. Sponsored by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. What is it costing you in vet bills for that convenience of just pulling open a bag of formulated, extruded, processed cereal bits? That costs a ton of money anyways. How do you feed your dog to derive not only energy, but a good coat, bright eyes, and a great attitude? Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I found his raw meat diet on Dynavite.com. With just the raw meat and the eggs and the Dynavite and the Super Omega on top of it. Try Super Omega fish oil. Buy two. Get one free. Ground beef, white rice, um, eggs, including the shells, and the Dynavite supplement, and then a liquor chop. Try liquor chops. Buy two. Get one free. It just balances out his body and his mind and his spirit. Adding Dynavite to their diet has every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. Their skin is so much better now that they're on the raw diet, I don't even give them the kibble anymore. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Summer is here, and so are the bugs and other pests. Don't let your home or business be overrun this season with unwanted intruders. Forget about throwing your money away on those harmful toxic chemicals. This season, plug in Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug In Pest Free. This summer, turn your house wiring into a hostile environment for rodents and other unwanted pests, effectively driving them out the safe, humane way without the use of toxic chemicals. Designed to last for years, it will save you a ton of money. Our best seller, the Plug-In Pest-Free Pro, covers up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. The Pro comes with a 20% discount when you use promo code SAVE20. That's promo code SAVE20 for 20% off. Order yours online today at gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Warning, property protected by electric fence. Sharks sighted in water. Warnings are truly handy. Bridge out. But you may not always get a warning when it comes to threats to your identity or the personal information on your devices. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection includes Norton Security for even more protection. LifeLock uses proprietary technology to help detect identity threats, like your personal info for sale on the dark web. And Norton Security protects up to five devices from ransomware and other online threats. Plus, if you have a problem, our agents will work to fix it. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but having someone looking out for you... Warning, minefield ahead. ...will help keep you out of danger. Join now and get 10% off your first year. Go to lifelock.com and enter promo code TITTLE. That's promo code TITTLE for 10% off. Lifelock with Norton. More detection, more protection. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Let's continue with some sports, sort of. Um, I have always been a kind of a political junkie, and so when I was a full-time sports guy, I used to get criticized um, for not sticking to sports sometimes, and I didn't care. Kept doing it, and I seemed to do okay. I lasted long enough, but... Um, also, um, I, I mean, for example, I, when the campaign was on for the two new stadiums, I wrote a column saying that they shouldn't use taxpayer money for it. I, was, I think I was the only, only person in the Pittsburgh media, sports media, to do that. So I've always had kind of an affinity or at least a, an interest in um, politics. So John Feinstein's a good writer, a good columnist, and an excellent author. He's written a, some really good books about golf. Uh, I think uh, Duke basketball, I think the Duke-North Carolina um, uh, rivalry. He's also written about um, the Army-Navy game, a good book about the Army-Navy game. But he says here, one of the most repeated cliches in current American culture is stick to sports. It is uh, lobbed most often at athletes who speak out on social issues, but also at almost anyone who works in sports, including newspaper columnists. So he goes on to say that was best perhaps summed up in February 2018 when conservative TV talking head Laura Ingram said LeBron James should shut up and dribble after James was critical of President Trump and talked about how some of the challenges he and other black athletes face in our society. Two things about that. First of all, he refers to Laura Ingram as a conservative talking head. 
Uh, I'm guessing that John's a liberal. He would never, cons- he would never, I don't think, ever con- uh, refer to Rachel Maddow as a liberal talking head. He wouldn't. But she's a talking head because she's just a, uh, a person spewing conservative stuff. But anyway, he goes on to talk about LeBron James, what he said about uh, Donald Trump. And what LeBron James said was that uh, he, sometimes it feels like we're going back to slavery, uh, uh, some kind of slavery or Jim Crow. So Laura Ingram called him out on it, not because he spoke up as much, because he said something really stupid. And so all through this column, John Feinstein brings up, uh, he brings up Colin Kaepernick, and he brings up multiple people who have, um, who have done, uh, who said things non-related to sports and then taking criticism for him from the media, or not taking criticism, but at least maybe face some kind of consequence. Uh, there was a soccer player, forget his name, and I forget the soccer match because I don't watch soccer because I can't stand it, but um, he, uh, after a soccer match, this was after the shootings this weekend, he went up and grabbed the mic, field mic and made some comment about gun control. And Feinstein goes on to say that was great. You know, you need to have athletes do that. But see, I, I tried to get John on the show today. He wasn't available. I don't know if he wasn't available. He didn't want to do it, but he didn't do it. But my point is, if that same soccer player had gone over to the um, sideline and grabbed the, the crowd mic and said, it's terrible, it's a terrible tragedy, these shootings in uh, Dayton and in El Paso, but please do not use these as an excuse to take away my Second Amendment rights. If he would pick the, had picked up the mic and said that instead of, Let's do something about gun control. He would have been completely trashed, probably by John Feinstein. He might have gotten been gotten in trouble with his team, and so that, that's the difference. And then Kurt Schilling, he got fired by ESPN. No mention of him in in uh, Feinstein's col- Feinstein's column. Schilling had the audacity to say that he thought it was ridiculous that men should be dressing in girls' locker rooms, and he got fired by ESPN. That's not okay. You're supposed to stick to sports if you have opinions like that. If you have liberal opinions outside of sports, spew them all you want. That's it for today. Hope you liked it. Talk to you again tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.